We are two games away from the Super Bowl. Joey's Niners just, and I mean just, squeaked by Green Bay. And they're squaring off with Dan Campbell's Miracle Lions. Let's get right into it. This is the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm your host, Eric Stenholm, along with my co-host, Niner fan extraordinaire, Joey Moore. Let's, let's just get straight into it. They don't ask how, they ask how many. Big picture, the Niners are hosting the NFC title game. They're big favorites, six and a half points against the Lions of all teams. It's still all there for you. How you feeling, Joey? Uh, yeah, that was that was one of the most. Um, it wasn't even like stressful. It was the most like unbelievable win I can remember. Um, because I didn't like people. People were asking. I saw like just on some podcasts. When did you feel good? Like when did you feel good about the game? I was like <laughs> when Purdy's knee hit the ground, and <laughs> Matt Lafleur didn't. Use the last two timeouts to just save us all a couple snaps. Um, yeah, I mean, just it's it's wild because like we've been looking for all year. I think it's fantastic that they proved they could come from behind. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw that stat like nine thousand times. Like, oh, and a billion can't <laughs> come back from behind in the fourth quarter in the second half. And they also just couldn't win a close game. They couldn't win without everyone healthy. And they did. They won without Debo Sammy, who went out early, who clearly was going to be a huge part of the game plan. They ran this just pathetic attempt at a running play with Juwan Jennings oh. and looked like as bad as bad as you think it would. Um, yeah, and, and proved they could, Purdy could lead him from behind. I mean, it's fantastic, great drive, but the first three and a half quarters were like, oh, what the hell was that? Like, I mean, big picture questions. Like, this guy, if there's any sort of weather, cannot play. I mean, this looked exactly like the Cleveland game. Um, the only different, literally the same. Cleveland, he drove him back. Just Moody missed the kick. I was going to say, I just saw this it's stat the same today. game. The two lowest QBRs of his career were this game against Green Bay and the Cleveland game of his career. And both of those, he had game-winning drives. It's just one of them, the field goal didn't go through. But, I mean, his worst games it's of like, his career you, still exactly. had game-winning drive. Which is like, that should be a real positive, right? But I'm just also like, uh, if there's any sort of weather, like... I mean, you saw the thing that must have gone viral, like him. They showed on the broadcast him dropping back and wiping his hand during the play. <laughs> like, <laughs> huh? And the only game I, I remember the playoff game last year against Seattle rained, but like it definitely stopped. Like it was raining pretty decently at the, right at the start, mm-hmm. and then pretty stayed pretty dry until the end mm-hmm. when it was already you know they had you know separated. But I mean, big picture, this is a problem. He, he cannot play. It's it, he's like Tua, uh, kind of, but he's like way more athletic, and I, I think he is more talented in a weird way than Tua, even though their draft, you know, selection didn't really, you know, doesn't really show that. But yeah, I mean, could not stop Aaron Jones. I mean, I, I, who knows what's going to happen this weekend with Detroit? The first time they've given up a hundred yard rusher in, in fifty one games. They showed on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I your just, your bread and butter has been stopping the run. And I thought Kyle Shanahan was was horrible. I thought he was horrible. His game plan was I don't I mean it's hard to say like what it would have looked like with Debo, but I don't understand when the Packers struggled to stop the run, you know, or have struggled, and mm-hmm. like our thing is running the ball. At least I thought it would. I mean, I thought it was, and he it's like we're every time open up five wide. Also did not like his time management at the start of the first half that just led to that 
moody 48-yard field goal. Like, you could have gotten way further down into the red zone and maybe threatened scoring. It was, like, ultra-conservative. I think he was expecting LaFleur to take timeouts that he didn't and then didn't know how to react to it. It's like, but big picture, right? Like, this was probably Kyle's worst performance as head coach since maybe the 2021 NFC Championship, and yet you still won. Like, pretty crazy. I mean, I still don't believe they won the game. I, I, I mean, boy. Head coach I mean, was to, bad. Quarterback I mean, was bad. I mean, boy, bad. to know what was going through my head for that three and a half hours. I mean, just you just <laughs> contemplate your life, really. You just like, why did I just waste four months of my life following this team? And then like a couple of plays, and it's like, <laughs> I love sports. This is great. This is wonderful. We're we're back. We're a yeah, wagon. We're so back. No, <laughs> it's like hungry hippos. Like you know what? Like. All year we're like, can you win it? Can you win a close game? Can you win coming from behind? Can you win when like all your players aren't there? Check, check, check. Mm-hmm. Problem is, all the hippos that were down came up like, can you run the ball? Can you execute? Can you like stop the run? Can you get off to like everything else? Yep. Was crap. And it's like, okay, what's gonna show? I have no idea what's gonna show up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think I'm. I, I think I'm confident if the weather's fine. Um, yeah, I just looked at the forecast, 68 and sunny, 0% chance of rain as of now. Obviously, that can change, but uh, we're recording on Monday night around 7 Pacific, so it's like still a lot can happen. But what I was going to say is after watching Detroit uh, you know, put up huge numbers against Tampa but also give up huge numbers, uh, Baker Mayfield was the leading passer this weekend. Uh, the player with the most receiving yards this weekend was Mike Evans. If Debo's healthy, which is a huge if, or even if he's not. I mean, Ayuk could go off in this game. I think this is a game where the Detroit defense is such a hindrance to them. The only way that I see you guys having a performance even close to as bad as you did against Green Bay is if, for whatever reason, the defense completely falters again uh, like it did in the first half. I mean, it could. I mean, I, I'm, I'm wondering what their solution is going to be to Detroit's run game. Uh, unfortunate for Detroit again, just like Niners with Debo. Um, they had a couple big injuries on the offensive line. Sounds like their center, you know, I think Pro Bowl. I don't know if he was All Pro. I think he might have been second team behind Jason yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, right now had played through what looked like no lower leg, I guess. <laughs> um, which I guess I expect him to play, but he cannot be a hundred percent. They already said their left guard is out. Yeah. Did so, you see? Yeah, the left guard is out. He was out in the last game, and he is out for the Niner game. The center, Frank Ragnow, they listed him on the injury report last week. It was like toe, shin, back, rest. And then he got his ankle rolled up on in the first quarter. I'm like, what yeah, a warrior. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see. Because our that's the other thing, too. We have such an expensive defensive line. Like, they are not playing up to their salary. Mm-hmm. Bosa's been good. Has he been like great? No. Although, like, I think I saw PFF had him like a top five defensive player. I'm like, I don't. Where know. were Chase Young and Randy Gregory this? Okay, weekend? don't even get me started on Chase Young. <laughs> Chase Young is a name. That's about it. He's a terrible football player right now. I like he. Do you know he, he was the even... worst defensive lineman on the team, and that's a number one overall pick. I mean, oof. like, he's awful. Like I, I really thought when they traded for him, like I don't I did not watch too many commander games, I'll be honest. It's like you see the name and you're like, Wow, him and Bosa, like let's like oh, we're gonna dominate. And then he gets here and it's like you cannot play the run. Like you like they run to his side every time. 
He's so stiff for being like built like Hercules. He is so stiff. He, he I mean, he had a decent opening game against Jacksonville. With he's been, but it's been just awful. Like Cleveland Furrow, who they put on IR, is a better player. Yeah, Randy Gregory, who's been in Gregory, and out of the Randy league Gregory's for been better, drugs, better than Chase Young. Yeah, but he's not been ideal. No, and Armstead, who, literally the only guy who could stop the run, but he's got like. So many injuries to mm. to his, like, he's a guy you wonder they move on from after this year. Just like he just breaks down every season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, not good. And with Detroit's offensive line and their running game, like boy, a lot we'll of see, pressure like, on Greenlaw and Warner. That's exactly what I was about to say. They have to be. They have. I mean, they do. They they can can at least the front four hold hold the, their gaps and let those two two guys just. Eat them up, but so what level of concern? So last year when we were at this point, we brought Johan on the pod. I was thinking about bringing, you know, him or other Niner fans on to do a roundtable. Everybody said no because they were like, "It was bad luck last year. We're not going to do it again this year." I'm like, "Okay, I got it." The question I would ask every Niner fan, given or like, I I wish they would have done it. It Yeah, I mean, I wish they would have, but last year, you know, we brought Johan on, and then the fiasco happened. That had any bearing on Brock Purdy getting his arms. Good luck telling that to sports fans uh, who are very (laughs) irrational. That's one thing I don't. I'm not very like, like, I'm not like. uh, Do you switch spots in the living room? Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't have a spot. Like I'm, I am pacing all over. (laughs) Like I don't even sit down. Yeah. Yeah, you're leaning on the couch. You're standing behind the couch. You're walking around. I remember you watching some Sharks playoffs games. It's it's. I feel stressed. I'll be honest. I punched a wall Saturday night. Not even a wall, like it's like a man a mantle, like a wooden mantle that we have like pictures. And it was on a good play. Yeah. I was just like, I have so much any rage. Anyway, proceed. Yeah. So I was gonna say, I would I would ask, given that. I've experienced four NFC title games, all losses as a Vikings fan. When I go into these games, I look for what's the thing I'm most afraid of rather than what's the thing I'm most confident in my team. Because 2017 NFC Championship game, I was like, this is just a team of destiny. For whatever reason, it's going to work. First drive, Vikings drive down. Case Keenum leads us to an easy touchdown to Kyle Rudolph. 7 nothing. Boom. This is the one in Philly? This was the one in Philly. We were ahead seven nothing on the opening drive, and then we almost had a pick of Foles on the on the first drive for the Eagles. And I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to the Super Bowl. And then the Eagles scored 34 unanswered <laughs> because we could not stop their running attack. We actually let Nick Foles, who at that point wasn't nearly as accomplished a quarterback as he became, just carve us up completely. And the Zimmer defense was literally never the same from that game onward. When I look at this game, if I was a Niners fan, I would be like, what am I most worried about about the opponent? For me, it would be Dan Campbell basically playing every game like he's playing with house money. Like, he wasn't playing with house money against the Rams. That's like one of the most high-pressure games any coach has had in years. Detroit's first home playoff game in 30 years. Then last week, you're playing against the Bucks. Like, this is the ideal draw. For Detroit, you have to win this game. This is your maybe one shot in the last 50-plus years to to get to the title. You have to win this game. And he played, you know, play-called like he was not afraid at all of losing. Now, he goes into this Niner game. I think if I was a Niners fan, I'd be like, oh, my God, this guy is going to fake punt. 
multiple times. He's going to do a surprise onside kick. He's going to go for two every time. He's going to go for it on fourth down every time. Does that worry you, or is there is it just literally the lion running game that terrifies you the most? The the running game, because the thing is about the other stuff. Like if he's pun if he's faking punts and like going for our fourth down, that does mean that we stopped him at least. Right. Like, and that I I just don't believe in doing that. Like I loved I freaking love Dan Campbell. I think mm-hmm. I. I could run through a wall for him, and I'm not even a Lions player. But it at some point you have to kind. Of, I feel like you kind of have to act like a good team. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I don't. If I was a player and my coach was going for it all the time, it at least personally I would start to feel like, do we always have to win with like this fake like punts? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that usually what the team that the underdog does? You know, like kitchen yeah. sink. It's house money. Like, the Detroit Lions are freaking good. Like, yeah. really good. Um, but that is their thing. So, like, I guess why stop now? You don't want to coach differently in, in this game if you've done it all year. So, I understand that. But it's mostly the running game because their offensive line is what I kind of thought the Eagles' offensive line would be, or at least was last year. I mean, they're really good, if healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I thought about today, because I really think the time off affected the Niners. Um a little bit. Uh, I mean, the thing that affected him the most was the weather with Purdy. Like, mm-hmm. I think everyone else was, for the most part, ready to go. Um, but I was thinking about for Detroit. I was like, when was the last time Detroit and Jared Goff played outdoors? Right. It's been a, it's been a while. Because their last road game was Dallas. The one on... And before that, Minnesota. Also a dome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been, and before that. Was it Chicago? Like, was it in that cold in Chicago where they lost? I believe so. (laughs) That's a long time. Yeah. And they're a fast-track team, and as we saw, that Levi's Stadium field was shit last weekend. That's the other thing, too. Like, Purdy, but, like, everyone was slipping. On us. Like, I didn't, I mean, if I'm wrong, I don't think I saw a Packer guy slip. I saw Greenlaw slip on that early play, like, early first quarter where. Ward uh, slipped on on the, like, the first drive down that, like, your boy Gibson, uh, Gibson slipped having, on the touchdown. Oh, he's having a tough one right now. Like, I was just like, this is our field. Like, the weather. Through, through the podcast, I have become intimately aware of 49ers Twitter. I wasn't before. Now I am because of the pod. And to Sean Gibson, really, he is, is he having a rough heat? time. He's taking oh, the man. heat? Early in the, obviously, Purdy was taking huge heat Oh, I bet Purdy was being six feet in the dirt. Yeah, including you texting oh, me. Oh, I, well, was, I was like, he had a good run. run. He had a good run. This is. <laughs> I was I mean, like, he looked damn. awful. And he did look terrible, but Gibson was was really getting. Uh, the thing that I thought was like, interesting is Jair Brown is healthy, and they went with Logan Ryan, who they signed off his couch a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. because Jair Brown missed a few weeks with injury and with the time off and the bye. I thought he was a good player this year, Brown. He was. Yeah. But Kyle was like, he just didn't. Kyle loves vet guys. That's why, like, they drafted – I thought Ronnie Bell's been a decent rookie guy, receiver, but they had Chris Conley with that catch on that final drive. Yeah. Um, guy who's played for the Chiefs with Andy Reid. Like, you know, the same reason why they have Willie Sneed. He keeps he keeps getting activated and cut and signed to the practice yeah. squad. And act. Willie Sneed's, you know – Jeez, vet. Willie Sneed. Yeah. He, you know, Saints guy, been, you know, been in the league a bit. He he loves those vets. And so Logan, Logan Ryan, he's like, okay, you're going. He's played but, in some Super Bowls. Yeah, 
the guy for me, I thought I don't Ambry Thomas. I was like, send this guy to the moon. He was another one. <laughs> like it was. Like, it reminded me of Akello Weatherspoon. Oh, it, yeah. It's like where it's just like that night. It's just it's just corner. one of those get off the field. Just who was the guy in in the 2012 Super Bowl? Was it Culliver? Chris Culliver. Your, yeah, yeah. Your second corner who just basically yeah. Because the, the first game. guy was uh, Carlos Rogers, who's a good player. Yeah, and then yeah, Chris Culliver. Yeah. I remember him getting torched in that game, and you and my uncle and all Niners fans just complaining. But about yeah, I, I I remember. Uh, oh shoot, pulled the mic out of the. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I remember Akella Witherspoon. I remember the Viking playoff game. I think that's when I was get him off the field. Like <laughs> it was that was our only good moment of that entire game was. And like I feel like roasting. every fan was saying that, and we all felt vindicated because they did. Yeah, they benched they him for Mosley, and Mosley started, and then Mosley's had a. Good run. He got. He actually got paid by Detroit one year. Then he <laughs> tore his knee again. Sucks for him. He's really good. Really good player. Um. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Just, so you're. But you're my point bit... to, to Detroit is like I. Like, and, and I think I love Jared Goff. The story of Jared. I mean, you know. I mean, he he did he. Like he has met the moment for himself. I mean, his career. He just discarded by the Rams and and and. and has become, I mean, he argued. I was thinking about it. Is he already more popular than Matt Stafford? Oh, the Detroit Lions fans right now would they would kick Matt Stafford down a flight of stairs for Jared Goff? Not a question in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. I I think you're right. In fairness to Stafford, he never sniffed a team as good as this. That's like true. I think Stafford would have won playoff and done this if he. Like they had like Calvin Johnson, but then nothing else. Yeah, and and it was impressive that he got them to the playoffs twice, and that they they lost both times, but he did get them there twice. But, but yeah, like... I just I, I'm interested because Jared Goff, the one thing he, he just the Niners have kind of had his number a bit when he was on the Rams. Mm-hmm. He doesn't move, and yeah. I just, He's not a guy who will pick up five or six for you on a third and five as a running quarterback. No, and, and and but but he's got really good receivers, and if they get open quick, it's going to be a tall task for the Niners second. Whoever 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 Ambry Thomas is covering, just put another guy out there. Yeah, put another guys like Josh Reynolds are going to eat in this game. The second and third wide receivers for for. Detroit, but like I said, if I was a Niners fan, I'd be very confident in their ability to put up points, given that it's going to be good weather, probably a positive game script given they're at home. I like the situation for the Niners there. We'll talk about it more uh, when we get to our picks of the week. Uh, Let's recap what happened in the AFC. Uh, We got Kansas City at Baltimore. Baltimore's minus three. Uh, First of all, we got to say we feel terrible for the Buffalo fans. And for me as a Vikings fan, for me to say I feel bad for that fan base, that you know it has to be really fucking bad. Um, I mean, just a horrendous way to go out. They did get a miracle with that Hardman fumble out of the end zone because I thought the game was over at that point. But when that happened, every Bills fan in the world had to be thinking, oh my God, it's finally going to happen. Like, the game was over. Like, uh, excuse me, Kansas City was about to go up 10. They had the ball at the 3 the guy is inches from the goal line and fumbles it out past the pylon, and you're thinking, Josh is going to lead us down there. We're going to win this game. I can't believe it. And then Tyler Bass, wide right, same yardage as the Scott Norwood missed field Was goal. it really? 
uh, which was also wide right back in, I believe it was Super Bowl 22 or 23 uh, when they lost to the Giants. Devastating for Bills fans, but we move forward. The sixth straight Kansas City Invitational, although this time it's on the road. Uh, what do you think going into this game? I have said all week I'm definitely going to be on Baltimore. I was on Buffalo. I was on Miami. I'm going to be putting myself out there to be proven wrong by Patrick Mahomes yet again. God help me. Are you on the same same boat here? I was pretty com- I was I was really confident they'd beat Buffalo for a few reasons. Um but the Ravens look really freaking good. Everywhere. I mean, they came deep. out like the Niners, slow in the first half, coming off of essentially big difference is then they put a beat down <laughs> in the second half. Yeah, um, and they gave man, up three points that defense. The only touchdown yeah, was a punt I, I don't know because I really do feel like like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are they're they're real. They really are damn near entering like the Brady Patriots like this is just inevitable um but I I do think the buck stops here I think I do think the Ravens um like Travis Kelsey is not going to go against practice squad linebackers um Sunday that's what Jamie was saying we were watching yesterday she's like I thought you said Kelsey was washed I thought I was like he's going up against like guys who sell aluminum siding in the offseason like this is not an NFL team on Um, the defense for Buffalo. Yeah. And, and I, I I think Baltimore is so good up front on both lines. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a game. I mean, hell of a game, but I I do, I would, I'd be shocked if Baltimore, to be honest, I'd be shocked if Baltimore doesn't win the Super Bowl. Maybe if we're circling back big picture for the Niners, there is the, you know, freaking way we are beating the Baltimore Ravens in a potential Super Bowl. See, I don't know about that, and I the numbers bear it out. Uh, the Niners would be a two and a half point favorite in that game. Uh, like on what planet? <laughs> we just saw the game at Levi's. I just saw the the lines were released. The only one that was significant to me was that I believe Baltimore would be it was like four and a half point favorite against Detroit in that hypothetical match. We saw that too. That was a beat down. Yeah, we are that that one was an absolute ass kicking in Baltimore early in the season. But going back to this game, like, there's two angles to this game that could possibly lead me to go towards Kansas City because off the top of my head, I'm like, Baltimore's going to kill him. But um, this is a legacy and career-defining game for Lamar. Like, the pressure, I mean, you said it earlier this year, maybe nobody had more pressure going into the playoffs than Lamar. Maybe a close second was like Dan Campbell and Jared Goff and the Lions, given that they had to win that game against Stafford. Dak as well, and he didn't meet the challenge. But, like, (laughs) Lamar had the most to lose. He was basically immaculate in that second half of the last game. He's going to have to have a performance close to that this time, or the questions are going to come up. Um, And then for Mahomes, I mean, it's they're obviously not playing with house money, but this is the worst that him and the Chiefs have looked in their entire, you know, six years together. And yet, if he wins this game, the conversation goes from, where does Mahomes belong in the all-time greats to he is on pace with Tom Brady, which is a sentence that you can never say. The guy won three Super Bowls in his first four seasons. 
He's put up stats that Mahomes is going to have to throw for 5,000 yards until he's 42-43 to have any chance to catch his numbers. He will be not on pace with numbers. Brady. I don't, it's just not about the numbers. That's what I'm saying. It's like if he wins this game, that's like if he if he wins in four Super Bowls, winning two. Like or honestly, three. if he's if he if he wins this game and like we're talking weeks from now, wins the Super Bowl. I mean, if he retired the next day, he would be number two. You could make that argument for sure. I you could make the argument if he just wins this week, he's number two. Well, he will already have, if he wins this game, be the quarterback with the third most Super Bowl appearances, and he's 28 years old. Like like he, that, I saw the thing. Insane. It was like playoff touchdowns. Like he's already like fifth all time or fifth yeah. or sixth. But like in terms of like games played, like he is going to blow by these guys. Yeah, like every, even I might mean, be this year. The crazy thing is Brady has twice as many wins and games as the next closest uh, you know, playoff quarterback. So it he basically needs to maintain, you know, Mahomes this performance well into his mid to late thirties, which is a, a whole nother discussion. But if he wins this game, you look at the stats, you go, okay, he's I think that would make him thirteen and two or thirteen and three career in the playoffs through his age twenty eight season. He could have three Super Bowls, four AFC titles two regular season MVPs and three Super Bowl MVPs at age 28, which is, again, on pace with Brady, ahead of him in Super Bowl MVPs. It would be nuts. And I I really don't want to be like, oh, Brady had seven, so he's got to get seven. I think there's a legitimate chance he ends up with, like, say he gets five. Mm -hmm. I think you could make a legitimate argument he would be better than Brady. You have to get five. Based on difficulty level? Or based on based on just talent, mm-hmm. I mean, like Brady was obviously mentally between the years elite, you know, but in terms of just like player, it's like it's like LeBron, right? If he ends up with like he's got five, four and a half, if you four want to count rings. the oh, we got five because he got he had four, then he had the COVID one, in the bubble, which is like half, and well, then no, he got he had and then he got three. the in season tournament. So that oh, adds oh, five. Excuse me. Sorry. So I'm he, sorry. yeah. Okay. What does he got? So he's got five legitimate. He's got four legitimate. So five with COVID. No, no, no. Four. I believe Le- LeBron has four rings. Two with the Heat, one with the Cavs, and one with the Lakers. Yeah, it is four. I don't know why yeah. I thought it was five. Okay. So say he finishes with four. Mm-hmm. MJ had six. Like, I still think there's a legitimate case you could make for LeBron James being the greatest basketball player ever. Absolutely. I picked Jordan. Like, these people the, who just want to say, like, yeah. oh, he had six, he had four. Like, really? Is that just, like, okay, fourth graders can just do math. Yeah. Can do arithmetic. There is a conversation to be had without a doubt, and I think it's like 51-49. Yeah, yeah my point close. is if Mahomes finishes with five. I think if it's seven and four, mm, because mm. Montana has four, Bradshaw yeah. has four. You know, yeah. if he gets to five, mm-hmm. which I mean, <laughs> he's looking, two weeks away from number three, and he's twenty-eight. Yeah, um, I, I just I do. I, I think he's one of those people like 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 a tiger, like 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 Brady. Like I really do think he he's angry. Like oh, you mm. can't win on the road. Like he just starts making shit up in his head. 
Yeah. Like, oh, I'm doubted. Like, no, you're not, Patrick. Like, uh, people are ready to erect a statue. All over. Like, you're on the Mount Rushmore. Like, no one's doubting you. And it's like the way he's wired. Yeah. Um, I do. And I do think Lamar quelled a lot of the, I guess, stress, you would say. Or, like, he didn't, like, he did not bow out in the division. Like, that would have been you're right. a disaster. That would have been devastating. This one, like, you could, like, oh, I, I just lost to the – Biggest I mean, dynasty. He would basically seen? be in the same position that Josh Allen is, where it's like, I am really freaking good, but I was born at, on the, in the wrong yeah. year because I have to yeah. play against this guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot less, but still, it's pressure. It's yeah. pressure because, again, if not this year, when? Like, this is their chance. Like, like more. I mean, I th- I think the, the Chiefs ended this era of Buffalo. Era, ding. Oh, oh my God, oh, that hurts. But yeah, that the Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, you know, like I think Burrow because Burrow has beaten him. Burrow has been to a Super Bowl, and he was like, but still, he should like, have beaten him last year. Yeah, yeah, but still, like, if not now, when? For, for especially for Lamar. Um, and the fact that this is only minus three, when I think if this game happened in the regular season, it probably would have been Baltimore. That's the thing. Seven. If this game, if this game was in in October, September, October, November, December, I'm like, huh. Baltimore's going to hammer them. Yeah. But it's like, it's a postseason, like, mm, like, <laughs> I, mm. And by I mean, the, the way, the Chiefs I watched, won in frigid conditions I watched the, the Chiefs, last two weeks. I watched the Chiefs get throttled by the freaking Raiders on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could not move the ball. Was it like pick six, fumble, touchdown, whatever? It feels like, a lot like that last Warrior run in 22 where it's like the regular season is literally, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Like once you get to the but playoff. unlike the basketball, like it actually doesn't matter in basketball. The NFL, like you do have like there's only 17 games. Like I, like the, they they basically got to sleepwalk through the AFC West with how bad it was, and then they just found another. But it year. just it is they're just built the way they are built. Like I remember, it was like oh Miami put up 70 cashier tickets now. Like it's like Miami, like no chance. Like day one playoffs, no chance. You know, um, but the things that Kansas City exploited in Miami and Buffalo, they will not be able to against Baltimore. In Baltimore. I, oh, this is by far the toughest test. By far, ba- Baltimore is going to run the ball for at least 180 plus yards in this game. Without well, didn't Buffalo problem. with like? I mean, I know they can run the ball now, but didn't they have like a buck eighty? Yeah, they ran the ball all over KC. Like that's the one thing that you can't do. You probably can't stop Mahomes. Pacheco is a beast. Like he runs like his feet are mad at the ground, like that yeah, guy really is a good beast. Player. The one thing you can do is you can run on the Chiefs, and I think that's. I think the, the thing that I underestimated, you know, I remember preseason, like I wasn't high on the Ravens just because number one, I did not think Lamar could stay healthy, right. um, and he did. And number two, I just he hadn't shown me, like I think he is so much better this year, even though his numbers, his numbers really aren't MVP, like. Front run like number one MVP numbers. Yeah, they're not. But I think he is so much more of a better player than he was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I underest- underestimated them preseason is they are so, like they. I mean, they have the number one defense, but like they are so good in the middle defensively. Yes, especially why that killed the Niners because the Niners just kill teams with their terrible line. They just running these just inbreaker crossers, Debo over the middle. And like the Ravens, you have Roquan, uh, Patrick Queen, you have Kyle Hamilton. Their defense, like, 
It's just that's not happening. They, and, when they switched from uh, Wink Martindale to McDonald as their defensive coordinator and Kyle Hamilton elevated his play, this became a completely different team. Hamilton, I mean, he's not Ed Reed, but he is quickly you know, moving up the list for best defensive backs that I've seen on that team. Roquan Smith quietly, I think the last two years, uh, that uh, stat that Pro Football Reference does that's essentially their version of war. He's been like top eight in the league at any position the last two years. Like Roquan Smith is a beast. He's playing like Luke Keekley, Patrick Willis back in the day. Like he's at that level right now. And that's why they're here and that's why they're favored in this game. I think we'll probably take Baltimore, but we'll see a little bit later. Uh, so that's the recap of the divisional round and a, a quick look ahead at next week. Let's go over to Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week. Um, tough to come up with candidates this week. Um, nobody really just shat themselves. I mean, the Texans were obviously terrible on offense, so I put Bobby Slowick on there. I was just frustrated as a guy who was, I mean, I bet on Baltimore, but I still was kind of rooting for the Texans because it's a good story. We like D'Amico. We like C.J. Stroud. We like Slowick. We like everybody involved with that team. I wanted to see a good game. Why do they keep running the ball into the Baltimore line over and over. Just let CJ air it out. I was very confused with his play calling. They got inside the Baltimore 30 four times and got three points. Like, poor play calling from Slowick, so he makes the list despite an amazing first season as offensive coordinator. Todd Bowles has to make the list. Had a timeout left. Could have gotten the ball back with 26 seconds left. I saw it because Goff kneeled too early. Yeah, Goff kneeled too early. So... Bowles, his statement after the game was, if Goff had done what he was supposed to, we wouldn't get the ball till there was six or seven seconds left. And that was true because the punt would have stayed in the air for however long if Detroit decided to punt or if they kicked a field goal unless it got blocked. Uh, there's no scenario where you know the Bucks would have had the ball with more than 10 seconds left. But Goff snapped the ball with 16 seconds left on the play clock. So you would have had anywhere between 26 and 32 seconds to try to score eight points with a spot in the NFC Championship game on the line. And Todd Bowles just said, meh, we'll wait for next season. Uh, terrible choice there. If I'm a Bucks fan, I'm like, hey, show some accountability. Like, huge mistake. Obviously, Tyler Bass has to be on the list. I don't want him to go full Ray Finkel, but uh, tough situation there for for. Poor Bills fans, another wide right 44-yard miss uh, on Sunday night in the big game. Howie Roseman's on the list, making basically no major changes. He's like, you know what, let's just keep Nick Sirianni. Everything's going to be fine next year. Great move. What are you doing? I think it's a great move. Yeah. Bring it back. As an NFC contender, you're like, yeah, please, bring back Sirianni. Good move. That team is going to be an absolute tire fire next year. Same with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, who also makes this candidate list. Just bringing back McCarthy. Let's just run it back. I, I, in a weird way, I have more faith in them, at least in the regular season. Both of those teams probably will win 10-plus games next year, but like they ain't going anywhere. I think Terrible I don't choices. know. Philly might be awful. They could be. Like their defense is, is awful. So Roseman and Jerry Jones have to make that list, but you're going with a guy involved in your game on Saturday night. Yeah, again, I don't feel good. I don't feel good putting on on one, you know, one guy, especially when, um, yeah, I guess it's your only job. But yeah, Jack of the Bum of the Week, Green Bay Packers kicker, Anders Carlson for the tuggy left. On the what was it forty one yarder? Mm-hmm. 
41 yarder to not ice the game, but touchdown, um, touchdown lead, I guess, and missed it. And Niners go right down the field to win the ball game. Um, yeah, because you could put Tyler Bass, you really could, but I just the reason why I went with just Carlson is because he, I think, I think I, I saw he missed a kick in like seven straight games, like just terrible. Six extra points missed this season. Six, like. Yeah, Oof. and I guess it came, like we were talking. It came out of the broadcast that Matt Lafleur just prays every time he goes out there. So you and I were texting about that when it happened. Tom Rinaldi comes out and just says it, which I don't know if it was something off the record that he felt had comfortable be. airing. It had to have been. Who goes? Hey, I talked with Matt Lafleur today, and he said I have no fucking confidence in my <laughs> kicker. Every he literally said every time he goes out there, I just pray. That's what he said. I'm like. You cannot say that to the media, number one. And two, if you're the media, you have to go, are you sure you want me to say that on the broadcast? Did they draft him? I think they had to have. They did. He's the brother of, of Raiders yeah. kicker and former he's Viking done. Daniel Carlson. I mean, he's done. Sorry because, for my, like, but just, my Swedish brother. I'm so sorry, Anders. But just like, how does he go out there again knowing his coach just prays? Devastating. And this whole thing about they tried to play it off as you have to just give your rookie kicker a shot. It's a developmental thing. Eventually, you know, all the veterans started out as a young rookie. It's like you're trying to win the Super Bowl, and this guy is a deer in the headlights. Dude, you you honestly, though, like who wants that job? Like a kicker. You (laughs) You know know who does? Robbie Gold. (laughs) And nobody would give it to him at the end. Like, I just think, like, you're Tyler Bass. Like, literally, dude, like, you're not showing your face, like, for a long time. This is something that the people it's in like, my life who it honestly, aren't sports fans have always said to me, is why would anyone ever want to be a kicker? I remember my grandma would say that every time we watch football together. It's like, why would anyone ever want to be a kicker? I, and now I'm like, yeah, that's an uh, unbelievable point. It's like... You know if you royally, like, screw up the game, like, at any other position? Like, you're at least called a football player. <laughs> like, with kickers, they're like, you have one job. Like, you're not even a, like, you're you're not even a player. Like, you just go out there and kick, like, as if, like, they're a different part of the team that just ruined it for the actual people or something. I don't know. It's just, like, at least the if you're, like. The only comparison in sports, in my opinion, is the closer in baseball and I mean, that can go a million it's not, different It's not ways. even close. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're probably right. It's the closest, but it's not close. Like, you... you right. Like, you pitch. Like, everyone else does. <laughs> like, I don't... It's like if soccer was like a penalty kick, and, like, that's all you did. Yeah. You were, like, the fifth guy in the penalty kick every time. You never saw the field. Like... It's your only job. Yeah. Pinch runner who gets picked off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Series. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You come in, speed guy at second base... Get picked off. That's yep. it. Series over. Like, that whoa. that's it. That's that it. Di- that did happen in the World Series in 2013. I can't remember. I think it was uh, Alan Craig. I can't remember who it was. Somebody on St. Louis. Dude, got I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Oh. I, it makes me remember. I remember I was playing baseball in, in high school and, and and I pinch ran in a in a game. Went out to second base, got picked off, and like, dude, I mean, literally just like just I want to end it. Like just. <laughs> I you go back in the dugout with your head down. You're like, nobody look at me. You know how like dugouts, especially like the fancy, like in Major League Baseball, they got like two entrances mm-hmm. and exits. Like the manager's like towards the home yeah. plate. Like, I'm going to the other one. Yeah. 
And well, yeah, the, Andres anyways, Carlson the kicker. was looking for that. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, that, that's tough. That's tough. Because you were high on Green Bay, you thought they had a chance. If especially if they beat. The I mean, Niners, if I'm Green Bay, like the everyone, the thing that makes me like, I, I don't understand people who who have this point that because to really understand sports, you have to understand the urgency of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like you see a lot of people today, like oh the 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 this this. The future is bright for the Packers. Like, oh, they're young. Like, they'll get better. They'll improve. Like, they'll be, they'll be a force the next, like, you know, four to five years, right? Very possibly could be true. You also may never get back. I was just gonna say, not likely, possible. Like, look at the Eagles. Like, oh, Jalen Hurts, he's young. We like, we're we're back. No, you shit's over. Yeah. Like that was quick. Like what the Chiefs are doing, and like again, I know the Niners haven't won, but like like consistently being in this game. Four years is hard. Five, yes. Like that's why I'm like, can you get it done before like this shit is over? And like all these players are like thirty plus now, and like they're expensive. This is the Lions' second NFC Championship game. Well, they're going to say about the Lions. The NFC Championship. Exactly. Game. <laughs> if you if you're thinking about the Lions, like if they if they lose to the Niners, right? Be like, oh my gosh, two like what a season. We'll see them again next year. You might. <laughs> not. You likely. might not. So it's I'm thinking possible. like the Packers. <laughs> Like, if I'm the Packers, like, you thinking, like, oh, man, next week we would go, like, potentially you'd think to Detroit. We hammered them already in the division on Thanksgiving. Like, like we're ready to go. Like, the Super Bowl. Then we're in the Super Bowl. Like, they probably lose, yeah. maybe. But, like, who knows? You're in the freaking Super Bowl. Like, you have to be thinking that as a Packer and, fan. And every Packer fan right now is like, we have love. We have LaFleur. We're going to be back next year. We're going to go 13-4. and four. Like, you're in a division that has – a good coach and Kevin O'Connell cousins definitely coming back. The lions are a wagon. The nobody has a better position in terms of draft capital and salary cap than Chicago. You might go five and 12 next year. Like these games are huge. Every again, chance you have, you have to take. We could, uh, we go back, you know, analyze the whole, the game all over again. But like everyone thinks Purdy was just absolute dog water. And he was. And again, he could have thrown three or four picks. He really could have. Yeah. But you know who did throw two picks? Jordan Love, and like including one of the worst I've seen. Like that last one, you really I I watched the end. Like you think it's like oh it's raining like last gasp right? It was first down. They had two timeouts. There was I think fifty six, fifty nine seconds left or something. All you need is a field goal. Yeah, he rolled out right, threw across his body. Brett Favre threw into three championship three niners. Could have been picked off by three guys. Absolutely horrible, and he gets away with it because he's Jordan Love. This is his first year as a starter. If it was the roles reversed, and if Purdy Brock did Purdy that, did that, oh. oh my god, it's over. Yeah, but going back to the main point, you only get chances like this for a normal team once every seven to ten years. And Anders Carlson missed it. The Packers may not get another chance in the Love era. Who knows? This may have been their best shot, and it's gone thanks to a, a wide left, perfectly timed for Niners fans. Uh, but I just, I, that, but that just gets me with people too. Like, I mean, yeah, I just that's one thing. Just as as a fan of the teams that I am, just haven't seen them win. Like you, you, I understand like how urgent every like you may never get back. Yeah. Um. When I went to the 2019 AL wildcard game, 
I remember telling friends and my family and Jamie, I have to go and I have to get really good seats because this could be the last ever playoff game, not only at the Oakland Coliseum, but in Oakland. And it was. And there will never be another one. And it's like, these games matter. Like, it doesn't, unless you're the old Pats or the current Chiefs, you're like, there is no guarantee. And even the Niners who had been, like, what if Purdy just magic ran out or like his arm really was hurt and like guys get hurt? Like, I mean, yeah, I just. You never know. And the Packers blew their shot last week. Uh, as a Vikings fan, it was fun to watch, have to admit. <laughs> um, let's go to the picks of the week. Um, I, we went four and one last week. We had Baltimore. They covered, we had the Niners. They won, but did not cover. Uh, we had Detroit. They covered, we had the Tampa Bay Detroit over at 48 and a half that covered. And then Kansas city plus three, which I wanted to take Buffalo. You talked me off of it and boom, we went four and one. That puts us at seven and three in the postseason. Uh, we had 47, 39 and four in the regular season and five, two and one in season long future. So, we're winning across the board. Let's keep it rolling here. I am going to stratify this into two picks because I will not have you pick your game because that is the ultimate jinx right there. My pick is the Niners minus six and a half. I will take that, and I believe you're going to take Baltimore minus three. There's only two games. We only got two picks. Simple as heck this week. We like Baltimore to run, run, run the ball all the way to the Super Bowl, and we like the Niners to put up a ton of points at home in good weather against that suspect Detroit defense. Baltimore minus three, SF minus six and a half. Those of you you like that picks of the week. Joey's time for your feels great, baby. Your wildest take you feel best about currently. And this is one we've been working on together for a few weeks. We have to say it. We just have to say it. Yeah, I feel pretty freaking great about whoever is playing the Kansas City Chiefs. It's America's team because we're sick of it. We're sick. It's of not all Dallas of it. anymore. Nope, <laughs> nope. It is whoever is playing. Whoever's playing the press box, the Chiefs press box. That's what. That's that's who are uh, who are a fan of. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of it. You know what? I, I will say I enjoy Jason Kelsey, um, but I, I I can't take it. I can't take, I can't take Travis Kelsey catching a touchdown and then going to the Pfizer commercial, to the Experian commercial, to the State Farm commercial, to his face on every single commercial, and then we pan back to CBS or whatever, and Taylor Swift. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. He caught that touchdown, his second touchdown of the game. He throws up the love sign. They show Jason Kelsey. They show. Taylor Swift, they show all these people in that box. They're all going crazy. They're all doing some kind of choreographed dance. Then they do their commercial break, but it's one of those picture-in-picture commercial breaks. And what do you know? It's a Pfizer commercial with with Travis Kelsey. They're doing two things at once. Once that commercial is over, they come back, and then Kelsey's there again. And it's never going to freaking end until someone beats the shit out of him. They're doing two things at once, just like Travis Kelsey said. My God, two two things things at once. What is he not in right now? Oh, like God. honestly, if you were into like what's going on here behind this, Travis, I'm like, why is your face like? I mean, you're a good player, but like, why you? Like, you're the only all one these who's ever been in this many commercials is Peyton Manning, and that's I mean, the, probably the second best football player ever. Like, it's very and like the, he does have his brother a lot now too. Yeah, like which. Why is Jay? I mean, maybe why? Why are we not seeing more Jason Kelsey? I kind of prefer him. I think everybody does. I but mean, I just 
And Peyton Manning does do, like, he is kind of a funny guy. I will give him that. Travis is just, I mean, he's hitched himself, as you said before the pod. He's hitched himself to the biggest star in all of show business right now. And it's I mean, like, he's, why? He's the biggest, the biggest, arguably the most powerful human being on earth. <laughs> One of them. I mean. It goes, goes uh, you know, uh, Bezos, Elon Musk, Joe Biden, Taylor Swift. No, I don't know. Nobody knows. But still. Nobody has more sway over popular culture or anything right now, quite like her. And if I was I mean, available and Taylor Swift wanted to date me, no, hard pass. <laughs> I mean, she's not really my cup of tea anyway. But <laughs> like, do you know what that comes with? Like, I I don't know. Just for like a normal person, like average Joe, like being consistently every day of your life being filmed, watched. Like, for the entire planet to see is just he must exhausting. Love it, right? It's just exhausting. He's got to love it. That's the whole reason it's happening, right? He's he's got to be soaking this up. I just he already had it. Like he already had it. He had his own reality show. Like he like he was already famous. Like he was already like I don't tens know, of man. millions of dollars, but it wasn't enough. And now, like you've said. I mean, if you look at, and obviously most of what we follow on social media and see in pop culture is men, men who like sports. So we're not getting the Swifties. But I, you know, but I am on though. Our feed, but, Maybe that's why I, I'm, I'm pissed. But what I we am. see is how much the general public that watches football or used to before this whole thing happened actively root against Kelsey and the Chiefs, and like. That is only going to get bigger and bigger if we have another Super Bowl but that's I, like focused on that. I am seeing it though because Kayla bought and is wearing a walking around the house with an NFL logo shield with Taylor's version. Oh, in I it. saw that shirt on Instagram. Oh, she's oh. got it, dude. Oh. She's got another one too that it's it's NFL. Ta- I'm like, poor Baltimore. And you know what? You know they're, what? They're, you know what pisses me off. Is that she does actually watch now. And, like, she had the game on, like, yesterday. She's, like, asking questions, like, about the game. And I'm, like, I have been, like, begging you to, like, just not hate me for watching it as much as I do. Like, you don't even have to watch it. But, like, be in, like just can you sit there? Like, be a part of it, you know? And she's just, like, double-birded me every time. Like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, I don't get it why you waste so much time watching a dumb game mm-hmm. on the TV, but Taylor Swift comes out and she's like, Oh my God, it's second and five. What are they going to do? And I'm like, <laughs> like, huh? It's why insane. couldn't she, why couldn't she date like Devin Booker or somebody <laughs> like go take this to the NBA? Yeah. The NBA would love that. I mean, and, and it's it's an M, it's an NBA type thing because it has nothing to do with what's happening on the field, but it dominates. Like Jay Z and Beyonce are there all the time, like Nets and Lakers, like and like they're kind of like big people. Like it just seems like no one seems to care. Like it's, maybe it's just because they're there all the time, or like it's because it's the young. Is it women. because it's Taylor Swift in the NFL? Like say it's what you want about Jay Z and Beyonce. Like even Taylor again, Swift, even Taylor Swift is in a league of her own above them. The, the point of this conversation is that the team that plays against 
Kansas City is going to be America's team for that week. God help Baltimore this week. You're playing against the 53 players on the Kansas City Chiefs. You're playing against the NFL, who really, really wants Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. You're playing against the officials, who are going to have maybe a little bit of bias in one direction. I mean, I always joke that, like, obviously the games are not fixed. Obviously there is no mandate from the league on we want this team. If there was ever a game in NFL history that Goodell wanted to pull a, a David Stern and go, hey, guys, make Kansas City win this game. Like, this is the one right here. Like, Because they don't care if they win the Super Bowl. They just want them no, to get there. No, they just want them to get there. That's all they they don't care what happens in the Super Bowl. They just got to get her in the luxury box there. And it's like I just oh, want to be like you know if they don't make it you could still go Taylor but please don't. I, uh, I feel like someone needs to capitalize on this. Like someone needs to go if the Ravens win this game, I will buy Lamar Jackson jerseys for half of America. Like we just need to get everyone in the world on Baltimore here. Like, I'm already rooting for Baltimore outside of everything else, but this just adds to it. America wants Baltimore to win this game so, so bad. Like, please give it to us. Like, beyond liking Lamar, which I do, beyond liking John Harbaugh, who I do, he's, he's probably the best CEO-style coach we've ever seen in sports. Please, Baltimore. Please be America's team, win the game, win us over, and get us that color scheme Super Bowl that we want. Purple versus red. Keep the conspiracy alive. For those who haven't seen this, the last two Super Bowls, the logos have featured the colors of the two teams, but the logos were revealed before the season started. So it was blue and orange in 2021. It ended up being the Rams and Bengals. It was last year, it was red and green. It ended up being the Eagles and, and Chiefs. This year, it's purple and red. That was revealed before the season. Please, please give us Ravens Niners. That's all we ask. I thought about this. You know, this only matters if the Niners win, but who, if they win, uh, they would be playing somebody they lost to in the Super Bowl. Um, Each of the last two. Which, the only ones I've seen. Yep. The Baltimore and Kansas City, so... Yeah, before that they were uh, five and zero. Oh, so I w- was told. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean you didn't watch the '94 Super Bowl? Nope. You were you were. I know. You that's know, why, like in the back of my head, I'm like, well, I technically was alive for one of them, but that don't count. You didn't um, have you didn't bet on that one. Yeah, I bet uh, one Cheerio. <laughs> one Cheerio and one bottle of formula on the yeah. over. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's just I would like to see the Ravens win just because I do think I mean, yeah, I am sick of the whole uh Chiefs charade that goes on. But yeah. And it, it takes away from Mahomes. Mostly like, and mostly it does. And like I really don't think he likes it very much. Oh, absolutely not. And and his wife loves it. He doesn't. <laughs> like I just yeah, I just Imagine the 20, 2010 through twenty fourteen heat. Say Dwayne Wade was dating like Oprah or some. I don't even know who. Who could it possibly be? Someone who is a billionaire who's like one of the most famous people on earth, and that got the attention while LeBron's putting up forty, fifteen, and ten, isn't that, and winning titles. Isn't that That's, crazy though? Because <laughs> I just think about it. like there are famous like couples like in the NBA 
Mm-hmm. Like Dwayne Wade, it did. I don't know if he. I don't think he still is. What married to Gabrielle Union? Yeah, yeah. Are they? I don't know if they're still. Married I believe or not. so. I know they had kids together. I know they, they had kids, but I swear I saw like a blurb somewhere on the internet that like said they got divorced. I could be totally wrong. Um, but like, even in, I'm sure they're in baseball. Like, it needs to be a situation where the 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 woman that the athlete is married to is more famous than he is, and that's, that's okay, what... Giselle. <laughs> but like, right, but she's, but it never felt like she's not this. on the same level as Taylor. Swift but that's my point. But, yeah, like. Like even like even I know Beyonce's not dating or but like she's there. see that's that's what it could it say LeBron was dating Beyonce or something maybe that could have compared to this but like but my point is like isn't something. that like if you are one of these other like famous women like like Taylor Swift is just like out complete muscle flex of just how like no just she's the top of the food chain. Yeah. In in terms of moving the needle. She's been the top story in music and in movies and is now the top story in the freaking NFL. Like she's like Amazon. Up? Yeah. Like if she comes out with a coffee, she could bankrupt Starbucks. <laughs> it's insane. If it if she come true. out if she comes out with fast food, McDonald's better look out. But you were saying before the pod, you don't expect them to be together by the time next season starts. So if Lamar comes in, runs for 150, throws for 200, beats the shit out of the Chiefs, that could be. Can you imagine, like, if a month later or something, like after the Super Bowl, you know, the Super Bowl media, that I'm sure even if the Chiefs aren't in there, like, Travis will be there, Taylor will be there. Like, and then say, like, March, April, what if they, like, what if they, like, break up, right? Mm -hmm. It's just going to be like, this really was. Just for the whole like mm-hmm. publicity, it was for for the brand, for the shield, for the brand, for the shield, <laughs> for the Taylor's version, for America, please, Baltimore, <laughs> just pull this one off and put us out of our misery. Uh, let's close the pod. A uh, couple things we want to discuss. First of all, I want to discuss our off-season plans um, since we're coming up on that. So we're going to have. Uh, a pod after the games this weekend, uh, hopefully a positive one that we'll do a, a Niner Super Bowl preview and then a Super Bowl recap. Uh, and then after that, we'll do a free agency pod sometime in mid-March. Uh, we'll do an NFL draft preview pod in late April and then start the division previews again like we did last year in early August as we roll back towards the NFL season. But I'm bringing that up because I want to talk with you about basically baseball is dead to me as it has been for you for the past three or four years anyway. Um, with baseball being out for us, with the whole PGA live thing being a disaster, the sharks are in the absolute shitter. It's, it's really just a six month wait for football. Once the Super Bowl ends, isn't it? It's not, Oh, let's watch. I mean, there's what, what the fuck are we going to do? Honestly? Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. I mean, I probably never liked that when we were kids and now look, no, I don't know. I mean, yeah, for you, be... you probably liked April and, and May more than you liked. Oh, I did. That's the gone. NFL playoffs. Yeah, that ain't going to happen anymore. Ever. Basketball is a bad product right now. Maybe wait for the Sharks to retire Joe's number. Ugh. That came out. So Yeah. It's the first thing Sharks fans have had to look forward to since 2019. Yep. Oh, yep. boy. But really, it's just changed since we were kids. That's what, There's these little The Masters in the draft. Masters in the draft, 
a lot of people throw March Madness in there. I like the first Thursday and Friday. Those are fun because you can have four games on at once. And oh, Northern Iowa beat Duke. Oh, that's you get a five minute like woo, and then it's <laughs> nothing until the Masters starts. And then you know if freaking Louis Oosthuizen wins that, you're like, well, what did I just watch that for? And then. The draft comes and your team drafts Jake Moody and you're like, what did I watch that for? I mean, <laughs> hey, we got like, a first rounder again. Eh, We've paid off the Trey Lance uh, <laughs> uh, bundle. Yep. I mean, and the thing that you look forward to most in the NFL offseason isn't Sharks games anymore. It isn't the Masters. It isn't March Madness. It isn't boxing honestly, or UFC. Honestly, it's the draft. Well, I will say, I do, yeah, I do. I don't look forward to it, but like I, I did something I do just because um, the UFC, I, I do with, you know, her cousin Jake loves it. So um, they usually like ask if we want to come over and like they got, you know, food and stuff, which is cool. And I just hope I don't watch somebody die. <laughs> um, was really rooting against that guy Strickland last weekend. That was fun. Fucking that guy. <laughs> yeah, the, but no, I. Yeah, there's nothing. It's sad. The state of sports right now. I mean, it would be different if the Sharks were good because that matters so much to us. And I think the quality of the NHL product is actually pretty good right now. But our specific team is terrible. But I don't know. I was talking to my dad about it. The Sharks are getting so far and far away from, like, the last time anything mattered. Like, it just – I start to wonder if they ever get it back. Like, not be good again, but just, like – I mean, they probably will. Like it, it just it does. But are happen they going with... to sell out the tank and have fan favorite players? And and if they do know, it right, I think they do. You know, turn that I just, place I back do into believe a fortress. That, I do believe that if any team does it, that it can happen. You know, I mean, teams like Carolina are just awesome for the last five years. Like it can happen, no matter what the market is. But these last five years, I mean, it just makes it so that once the Super Bowl is over. Like that that feeling that used to be like, oh, time to turn over to baseball and, and the hockey playoffs and the basketball playoffs. That feeling is now, oh, like, yeah, I guess I, I should do know. some I cleaning you around the it's house. Inter- it's interesting you said, um, uh, what was I going to say? It's interesting you said the NHL products actually like. Like good, whatever you said, good, better than it's usually been, or I don't, I forget. What I mean, I, I when I flip on hockey games, especially anything involving Connor McDavid, it's must watch for me. I think it's a good product compared to like the NBA. Right? I now. think like, the, compared to baseball for sure. I think the product is good, but I just don't know if that's equaling like buzz. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the yeah. There's, I mean, the buzz on NHL and MLB like, is zero point zero. Like I thought. I thought them going to ESPN, like, I mean, when I really look back, like, ain't nobody was freaking watching on NBCSN, you know? <laughs> Versus. But, like, they're on, e- but they're on ESPN Plus. Like, they're, they really don't start really broadcasting on ESPN until once football season's over. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. I just, like, I really wonder, like, you know, I don't know. I so I really wonder like what the viability is for like NHL Major League Baseball those two NHL first mm-hmm. Major League Baseball I think the NBA still you know there's some basketball fans it's still like you know 
on TV. I know the direction you're going with this. You're like, is the cap going to go down? Like, kind of. There's going to be less money in the pie. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I really do. Like, who like, is watching baseball right now? Yeah. Who is watching hockey? I just Outside look at hockey. Of the local market. Like, think about you with, like, baseball, like, me with hockey. Like, I, I mean, I have, I really, compared to my, what I usually have done, I have barely watched hockey this year. Mm. Granted, I think a big part, two big reasons, my team sucks. Like, it's on pace to be the worst team in the salary cap era. Mm-hmm. And just with a kid, I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. But also, your football team is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, but like even with them being really good, like if the Sharks were halfway decent, like I still used to watch. Like they're playing right now, they're in yeah. LA right now, and I'm here. Like if the Sharks were good, like I'd be like Eric, we're doing this another freaking day. Like I'm watching the game, and now I'm like I don't even know what the score is. And like if you would have told me that like four or five years ago, I'd be like, well, I died. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, it, this this position that I'm in almost like happened like feels like overnight. Like, yeah. wow, I actually don't care. Which is like, like I've told you, like I really I don't really watch baseball, the A's and stuff. Like, but like I'll be honest, like it's creeping into like hockey, and absolutely, it's like sad in a way. But like, I don't really miss it if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the schedule, too. Like, it's hard to watch three or four games a week. Will there ever be a game that you watch in, you know, hockey over the next five to seven years that will compare to, say, game one of the 2011 conference semifinals against Detroit? No. Like, the, the amount I mean, of do ex- I like, like, do I think, like... The level of excitement that you had going into that game. It'll never be like that again. Never. I mean, the Sharks would have to draft multiple Hall of Famers and put up 120. I don't know because, like, I do think a big part of that is the game. Like, no matter who's on the team, it does. Like, it is a big deal, Mm -hmm. or would be. But like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, because most of like for me, as a you know, at times very very casual hockey fan, and at times when the Sharks were really good, super into the league. Like, when the Sharks were playing Game 6 against St. Louis in 2016 to go to the the Cup Finals, I thought about that for a week. And I looked at StubHub prices every day, waiting and waiting. And then I struck, and I got the tickets, and I met Jamie at the game. And it was, like, the most awesome experience. And it was, oh, it was unforgettable. And now it's like, I don't think I'll ever care about any hockey game like that. I thought about, like, the, the interesting thing that, like, so I think about what the Niners for me personally have going for them is just the sport of football is so damn perfect in terms of like you could, whether it's like the actual sport, how it's only on weekends for the most, I mean, you have Monday and Thursday, but like if you work Monday through Friday, like it's on weekends, mm-hmm. um, whether the fantasy, the betting, like, you know, you really can like follow the whole season without devoting too much time. The product is just designed. It's designed. It really is just. Yeah. It's it's engineered to perfection. Yeah. The way they oh like oh you want to watch like baseball? No, nope, too bad. We got the draft. You'll watch that instead. Like, yeah. Oh, August. You're you're gonna be watching training camp preseason. Like you say you hate it, but like what else are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Like they've built the calendar to re- revolve around football, and they've mm-hmm. nailed it. Mm-hmm. But like also with the Niners, what I kind of just realized just talking this. 
out loud is like I've seen the Niners when I was like much younger. I don't really remember Steve Young too much, but like when they had Jeff Garcia, Terrell Owens, JJ Stokes, like Brian Young, like Frank Gore, like the, like I wasn't as big like, but like I remember them that group right. Yeah. Then like then they had Harbaugh, Alex Smith, you know, turned into Kaepernick, you know, still Frank Gore, but Vernon Davis, you know, uh, Alden Bowman, Smith, Bowman, Will, yeah. Will, new era, right? And you yeah. start to love those guys and like see what they do. And then now you have like I mean it's been Jimmy now Purdy with like yeah Kittle, Fred Warner, D, but like the guys they drafted, which I think that's a big yeah. part of it too. Like the reason why Kevin Durant never felt like he belonged here is because they drafted Steph Curry. They like it. They were warriors. Mm-hmm. Like they might finish their career somewhere else, but they are warriors. Kevin Durant doesn't know what the hell he is. Mm-hmm. Like he's just consistently like the Raiders. They just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have a home. Mm-hmm. But the Sharks, it lasted way longer than those. But it was one group. Yeah. It was Joe. It was Marlo. You know, you had Nabokov, and then you like. You know, if you Martin Jones were like a year or two, and then you know, Brent Burns and these guys were here. Marlowe's 22, 23, like Thorne was here 15, like decade plus. Yeah, and I haven't seen a different version of it now. Yeah. Being older and like grown up, like, do I will I ever like if William Eklund or forget him, I'm already out on him, yeah. but like if Will Smith turns into like a bona fide superstar. Mm-hmm. Will I love him as much as I love Joe Thornton? Probably not. Like just <laughs> he'd have to he'd have to put up a hundred and seventy point season for you to be. It like, was it was like that, but it was also <laughs> like you know my age. Like I was like an impressionable impressionable like teenager. Yeah. Um, and then it just it was also the personality. I thought I mean it's just I, I mean I was fortunate I got to meet him I think three times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool, but like with the Sharks, I've never seen a different version. So like with the Niners, I know if this. Whenever these people, whenever this group, this core is done, like I will, there'll be another one. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, there'll be, but like, you know, like there's with the Sharks, I have, I don't know what that looks like. Because mm-hmm. there was only one run. It was like 03 to 19 and it never stopped. Yeah. For that whole time. And like you said, the A's had their The errors. A's had their groups. Yeah. It was the big three, Mulder, Hudson, Zito, with Tejada and Eric Chavez and Jason Giambi. And then there was the second run, which had, you know, Donaldson, Cespedes, Reddick, all those guys. That was Coco Crisp. That was iconic. And then the third run, which was Chapman and Olsen and Loriano and Manaya and all those guys. They, there are their groups. But like you're saying, the Sharks had that for from when... Miguel Tejada was on the A's until crazy. Matt Chapman was on the A's. It was the same core of Sharks, and it's like, like I think I think I think Marlo wore like up until like recent this year. I think Marlo wore every single jersey the Sharks had ever put on the ice. <laughs> if you bought the any Sharks the jersey team. ever, you could have got Marlo twelve on there until until like they came out like whatever it was last year with the new. <laughs> yeah, I. I still love the I still love the team I still love the sport but like yeah it just we, football just kicks everyone's it, ass. Let's bring it back full circle here. The Niners got to win on Sunday and you got to win the Super Bowl. Well, the thing they, of the well the other you good will thing not too give a shit for six months. The other good thing like, too, I don't want to watch anything. I'll just watch highlights of that for six months straight. That's that's the only solution here. Uh, the, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. 
So you know, like in other sports, like if you lose, you still got like a month or two before the season's over. Like you can't like be involved like with if you're looking into like you know other sports like draft or something. Not baseball because the draft is in the middle of the season. But like if the Niners lose Sunday, there's only like one more game of football until like everyone's season's over. If that makes any sense, it, it doesn't right. feel like you're missing out. But like if you're and I know that's because they did, you know, it is the NFC Championship game. You know, it, it, it's already been like two weeks in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. I don't know, just the way football is set up. It's like if you lose in the first round in hockey like the Sharks do, you got like two months to watch other people <laughs> still play hockey. Right. Like if the Niners lose, you have two weeks. Yeah. And, and then, then it's, it's like, yeah, then it's like, got to start cool, getting ready for draft. the draft. Yeah. We're going to lose some some uh, staff members to other staffs. Uh, we got to we gotta do some hiring. That's the NFL in a nutshell. But. The only way that that painful six-and-a-half-month stretch from mid-February to the start of September next year is going to be worth it is if your Niners win next week and if they win. I Dude, weeks. I actually thought about it. Trust me. Don't know what it's like. I would like to know what it's like to win, but I wonder what that feeling is like to win the Super Bowl and, like, oh, you don't have a game. You know? Like, type, like. Yeah. <laughs> like. There, there are no more games. Like, oh, we did it. Like. <laughs> like it's over because because the part of, i feel like part of it would be sad like still even if you win mm-hmm. what do i do the next six months you know yeah still. i should ask evan what that was like in 2013 like what is it like when it's just like oh it's over like i don't have to worry about anything for like a year i know that's it's the awesome. crazy thing is that people don't understand like no you don't understand like i you think i just wanted to throw up for three hours you know during the game what about like all week yeah but like I don't get stuff done at work because I'm like distracted. You're like, you're like oh my god, I really think David Montgomery's going to go for a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't send this email. Jameer Gibbs coming out of the backfield, catching the ball. Oh my god, is Chase Young going to actually set the edge Sunday? Oh my god. Oh, is Ray Ray McLeod? Where is he? We need him. <laughs> uh, yeah, like well. be like, can I also get the X-rays to Devo's? Uh, thing can i also see them and can i I donate my ankle to to you know if that's these are the thoughts that go through a sports fan's uh mind like is purdy gonna dry his freaking hands (laughs) somebody get that guy to a a a manny petty place so he can get you know get his hands nice and dry for this game unbelievable what's been going on uh we got three games left this season afc championship is first up at noon uh on sunday and then the big one Niners, Lions, I don't think we hammered that point home enough. The fucking Lions are in the NFC Championship. Absolutely insane. Uh, But we'll be back next week to recap. Uh, We'll give you the Super Bowl matchup. We'll give you the Super Bowl preview. Hopefully it's an upbeat, energetic pod. Hopefully it's the first Super Bowl preview with one of our teams here on the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. We will see you then. Thanks for listening. Uh, See you next week.